Thank you, Jesus. The Lord don't move the same way all the time. Sometimes the, the still, small voice of God is the greatest word we can receive. Thank you. Even though we haven't had a shouting service this morning, a lot of that's due because even some that are here are not 100% up to par physically. Yet the Spirit of God is, is thick in the house. Hallelujah. Thank you, my God. And the Spirit of God has been speaking to me since I've been up here. I made a decision before the beginning of the year that I needed to do some some consecration. Searching, starting off the year, and uh, for the first time in a long time, I couldn't tell you a thing. It's on Facebook because I I pushed it back for a while anyway. Maybe permanent, but if I use it at all, I would I would want to use it for the. For the kingdom's sake, amen. Not to try to uh, degrade anybody, amen, but use it for the kingdom of God. But the Holy Ghost has been quickening me this morning. Even though I haven't felt good in my body, I'm kind of weak. The Holy Ghost is when when the angel Gabriel appeared to Mary and gave her that great message of what's going to transpire in her life. And she heard about her cousin Elizabeth. She decided to go there to be with Elizabeth for a while. And when Mary was approaching and Elizabeth heard the voice and seen Mary coming, she said that the baby leaps in her womb. And I had a leaping in my spirit a few minutes ago when Brother Jeff was testifying. I've got some good things to share with you today. Is anybody ready for some good news? Sometimes says the Lord things has to be torn down and cleared out 
And whoever this is for, you're going to know it as I speak it to you. But sometimes in your life, things has to be torn down and cleared out for God to erect something far greater. I witnessed on the TV the implosion of the Lifeway building this weekend. Anybody else see that? And when you look at something that's been a part of an area and a place for so long, at one point there's sadness to see it go. But it becomes necessary. God spoke to me a few minutes ago that over the past two or three years, some of you have lost some things. Some things have been torn down in your life. That's been a part of your life for a while. And you struggle to see them go. But God said I had to remove them so something greater that I got planned for you can be erected. Brother Joe, God told me, God put your name in my mind. You lost some things. Some things had to be torn out of your life. You went through some things that you didn't understand. But God says, I've got a better plan for you and your family because you have been making an effort to do what is right. Said the Lord, I'm going to send something. I'm going to erect something far greater than the devil has ever taken from you. And many people here today can relate to that same message. Hallelujah. Please let me tell you. And maybe I'm not the one, the best one to tell you. Because sometimes I can buck against what God wants to do harder than anybody. But when God starts to do a work in your life, and part of that work means taking down some things that you've been acquainted with, taking down some things that you have leaned on, taking down some things that you have depended on. If you're a child of God, God has given you a promise that he will withhold no good thing from those who walk uprightly before him. I got a heavily anointing up on me. Thank you, The Lord gave me a word and a message to minister to this body. during the watch night service. And as usual, and it usually works out this way just about every year, but 
you would think being in service so long from 8 o'clock to midnight that you would have time, more than enough time to uh, do everything, but we didn't have time to get everything, and by the time that I finally got up here, I was looking at the clock, and we was going to be praying the old year out, and I just kind of quoted this one scripture and gave you a little bit, and, and since there is more here today than it that, that miss then I'm going to try to bring this across today but brother Jeff I feel better about 2018 than I have about any year in a long time And those of you that have made a commitment to Christ, and I think about Jessica back there and her fiance, if you continue on the path that you have begun for the Lord, the things that God has got in store for you is going to be simply amazing. I'm going to take you to Isaiah chapter 43. Going to be reading verses 18 through 20. Hallelujah. I kind of realize that sometimes I'm hard to be understood, but it's okay because I don't understand myself most of the time. I don't know. And I tell you this too: I do not, I do not trust myself at all because myself, I have messed up more than I've got right throughout my life but I do trust the anointing the anointing never has let me down hallelujah Isaiah 43:18 remember ye not look at somebody and say just forget it Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. I don't mean to be rude and crude, but some of us just talk too much about what used to be. Neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. (laughs) I told you I'm going to give you something encouraging this morning. Spirit of God's been talking with me. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I guarantee you when it happens, you're going to know about it. Won't nobody have to tell you. I will even make a way in the wilderness. Anybody felt like you've been going through a wilderness lately? He said, I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Spirit of God just stopped me again and told me to tell anybody in this place 
don't say this message is just for that person that or that person. But God is telling me to tell you right now, if you want a part of what he's going to be doing, as I read this and as I speak this, you yourself has got to reach up and claim it. You're going to have to take it as your own. You're going to have to be a little bit selfish. You love your brother and sister, but you, if you want a hold of this thing that God is going to be pouring out this year, you're going to have to claim it for yourself. I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The beast of the field shall honor me, the dragons and the owls, because I give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert <coughs> to give drink to my people. I don't have a good word for those in the world right now. I don't have nothing good to be able to say for those as part of the world system. But God's saying, I'm going to give drink to my people, to my chosen. Mm. Before I pray and you sit down, I would hope that everybody under the sound of my voice and even those that are not here today because of sickness that may be watching on the internet, I want you to close your eyes, turn your head up towards heaven as best you can and say, give it to me, Lord. Give it to me, Lord. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the blessings that you have given. I even thank you for the trials and the struggles that you have carried us through. Because it is those trials, it is the fire that we walk through that tempers us like steel. <laughs> oh, glory. Speak to us now the next few moments and let everybody that's hearing this word in here and anywhere else let them claim it in Jesus' name. Let the church say, Amen. You can be seated. I want to speak to you on a subject title the next few minutes A Year of Refreshing. And renewal. A year of refreshing and renewal. And I would ask that you just jump in and hold on because this shouldn't take too long. Now that the holidays have passed, I'm always glad that to come, but I'm always glad when it's over. Hallelujah. But now that the holidays are past, with all the gluttony that we must get forgiven for, amen, turkeys is not the only thing that gets stuffed at Christmas time. Well, I ain't even there, 
and all the shopping, now that the holidays are over and all the shopping is over, and let me add with the credit card bills that's headed to your mailbox right now, and if there ain't, you need to be thankful. We have forever closed the chapter in our lives of the past. Of 2017, 2016, 2015. We've closed those chapters. And now I stand before you on this first Sunday of 2018 with anticipation and excitement as I contemplate the new path that's laid before us and what I believe God has in store for His people during the coming year. Now, the past few years for many has been riddled with hardship, disappointment, and heartbreak from all kind of angles. But as we charter the new territory of 2018, I feel compelled to speak to you and let me say that even though much of this I was going to preach on watch night service while I was in my office this morning in prayer, some of this stuff God gave me afresh to you and add this morning that I'm speaking to you right now. I feel compelled to speak to you that God desires to do a new thing in your life. We are face to face with the greatest hour the church has seen in 2,000 years. Hallelujah. I said that we are face to face with the greatest hour the church has seen in 2,000 years. Do not let what you have seen and experienced in the past destroy your faith on what God still wants to do in his church. Yes, we are living in perilous times the scriptures warned us about. Yes, there are madmen like the president of North Korea who could launch a devastating world war at any time. And yes, persecution of the church is staggering and growing. But during these times, hallelujah, during these same times, as Brother Paul spoke in the Sunday school class this morning, <clears throat> during these times that so many people have and are taken down and walking away from what God has given them, during this same time, the Bible also says that they who know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell you, whether you believe it or not, it ain't over yet. God still got some things that he's going to see done before the rapture takes place. Maybe you've given up. Maybe you've lost hope. But God said, I still got some people I want to see filled with the Holy Ghost. There's still some people I want to see healed and delivered. Hallelujah. Mm. They that know their God shall be strong 
and do exploits. We are face to face with some of the greatest times that the church of the living God has ever saw. But before this can happen, before we can step in to what God wants to do to us and through us, the church needs to be refreshed and renewed in order to complete the mandate set before us. <coughs> Hallelujah. We've seen it here this morning. You can't do much when you're sick, physically. When you're sick physically, there ain't no way that you can walk too much, much less try to run a marathon. Brother Paul, over the last few years, there's been a sickness creep into the body of Christ. And that sickness, let me tell you something. Can I just let God have his way and just speak to you what the Holy Ghost is speaking through me right now? Some things that's just not even in my notes. Hallelujah. Your body, your physical body, can function and go on when something attacks it as long as, let's see, my nurse is not here this morning, is she? Our, our bodies can still function and go on as long as the vital organs are not attacked and dying. When the vital organs of your body start shutting down, it's not going to be long that you're going to shut down. Do you hear what I'm saying? The heart is a vital organ. The kidneys are vital organs. Amen. And this sickness that I've talked about, Brother Paul, that's invaded the body of Christ, has been invading the vital organs. Oh, my, my, my. What do you mean by that? I mean by the things that make this body function. The body of Christ. Things like truth. You go to the groups like the AWCF where there's many from all over. It's been a while since I've been there, but I know it was going on the last time I was at one that there are several apostolic organizations today that no longer teach that water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ is necessary. And that is a terminal illness that will destroy the body if it's not taken care of. There are those who are thrown, living right, and holiness out the window. But I'm going to tell you something. Holiness is a vital part of the church. And if we don't have holiness, the Spirit of God and the anointing won't be there. I see a lot of jumping up and down and, and hollering and yelling and loud music playing that ain't a dime's worth of anointing really in it. Lights going off and on and smoke going everywhere. It's not the anointing of God. 
there's got to be a refreshing and a renewal in the body of Christ. For God to do what he wants to see done through his body. And the Lord has spoken to me and told me that this year is a year of refreshing and renewal for his body. For those who wants it. Remember I told you a few minutes ago, you got to claim it and you're going to have to reach out and grab it. If you really want it, if you want an intimacy with God so God can move through you in ways that you can't do on your own, you're going to have to get intimate with God. There's a lot of people come to church every Sunday morning, but they ain't got no intimacy with God whatsoever. They who know their God shall be strong and do exploits. You've heard me teach this before, but I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to remind you in Daniel where it said, they who know their God. That word know is the same word used in the book of Genesis when it said that Adam knew Eve and she conceived. You want to know why there's no conception of healing, deliverance in the body? There's no intimacy with God in the church no more. We've got to have an intimacy with God. And it don't come no other way other than old-fashioned praying, fasting, getting into his word. I think maybe, I think maybe there was more than one reason why I was upset about it. And it, there again, I told you a few minutes ago, God has to tear down some things in your life in order to erect something greater. Remember? I had 30 years of books that I lost in that fire. It made me sad. I mean, I had them for so long. But all of those books, all those things that I studied so intensely back through Bible college is not worth a plug nickel when it comes to anointing of God and standing behind this desk and preaching under the anointing. Hallelujah. <coughs> we have we have decided that intelligence is better than anointing. Intimacy with God can be replaced with nothing. I still remember some of the old saints. That if you started talking about the Greek here and the Hebrew there, and you start talking about a tetragrammaton, and you start talking about the trichotomy or dichotomy of the soul of man, and all that stuff. Yeah, I, I, can, I, I can come out with some of those and a whole lot more. But none of those things, I don't use them because none of those things mean nothing when it comes to the anointing of God. And those older saints, those older preachers, Brother Kyle, some of them didn't know none of it. Some, some of them didn't have a third grade education. But when they preached, there was anointing. There was a power. Hallelujah. 
that the devil wouldn't dare try to come in. Hallelujah. I've been in services at times in my life that the Spirit of God was so strong in the house that the devil wouldn't get a hundred miles close to the place because there was too much of it. Our young people need to experience that today. That's what they need to experience. That's what they need to see in action. But I told you, I come to give you some good news. <coughs> that is, this year is going to be a year of refreshing and renewal in the body of Christ. The church needs to be fresh and renewed in order to complete the mandate set before us. And I feel an unction. Yeah. I feel an unction. What in the world is unction? Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of folks today don't know what it is. I think the last preacher I ever heard use the word was Brother Hale himself. He used to quote that scripture all the time. You got an unction from the Holy One. I feel an unction from the Spirit telling me, get ready, because now's the time. Now's the time. In the midst of all the turmoil, in the midst of all the trouble, don't worry about what's going on in the world. If we take care of the things God wants the church to take care of, everything else will fall in place. Hallelujah. There are some things we have forgotten. We need to go back and pick up some of the things that we have tossed aside. You need deliverance from something right now. You need a touch from God right now. Go back and look for what that thing that you, that God used through your hand before for deliverance, but you threw it away because you thought you'd never need it again. What are you talking about, Brother Sammy? I'm talking about Samson, who took the jawbone of an ass and slew a thousand Philistines. And he pitched that thing aside when the battle was over. And later on, Brother Kyle, he got to the place where he become parched and weak, and he needed to drink. And God led him back to that same jawbone where there was a spring of life coming out, and he drank and was revived. God is telling me to tell you, quit throwing things away that he has used before. If it worked 20 years ago, it still works today. Now, let me tell you this, Brother Paul. If it was a sin 20 years ago, it's still a sin today. And I feel an unction from the Spirit of God. Now, I've, I've, got to, I've got to hurry. There's some things we've got to do. Number one, turn your back to the past. What was the scripture we read? Remember you not the former things? Hallelujah. Neither consider the things of old. Quit talking about what you used to do and let it happen now. We've got to turn our back to the past. The prophet Isaiah spoke to the people of God in his day a prophetic word of a future day of refreshing and renewal. That scripture in Isaiah 43, 18 and 20 I believe was given as a prophetic word of a future day of refreshing and renewal to whereas God would do a new thing. Not only in the house of Israel, but the people of God all over the world. But in order to be a recipient of that new thing, 
to come. We must not remember the former things, neither consider the things of old. Yeah, I heard people say it was said, it said, Lifeway Tower, go down. But sometimes things need to go down in your life and be destroyed to make way for something greater that God wants to do. Let God erect something great in your future. You see, there is a divine principle which holds true not only to receiving salvation, but also every blessing God desires to rain down on you. And that principle is this. In order to walk into your future, you must walk out of the past. Hallelujah. 217's gone. 216's gone. 215's gone. Hallelujah. What God has got for me lies ahead. It does not lie back here. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I want to walk into the future to what God wants to do. Listen to me. <laughs> Hallelujah. I kind of shook a little bit when God spoke this in my spirit as I was typing this down. If you desire to radiate in tomorrow's sunshine, you need to dry off from yesterday's rain. Anybody ever got rained on? Anybody ever looked up to heaven and said, Lord, when are you going to let this rain stop? I'm getting soaked with all this trouble, all this trial, all, all the stuff that's going on bad in my life. I'm taught of the dark clouds. Come on, somebody. I'm feeling the Spirit of God in my soul right now. Listen to me. If you, wanted, if you want to radiate in tomorrow's sunshine, you've got to dry off from yesterday's rain. Hallelujah. Get your Holy Ghost towel. God desires to do a new thing, a better thing, a progressive thing in your life, and it waits for you and the future God has in store for you. Philippians 3, 13. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but there's one thing I do, forgetting those things, which what? are behind and reaching forth into the, those things which are before. Now here's a word God has given me for some of you that are here this morning. And maybe you're one of those that's out due to sickness and you're watching by live stream. Listen close. Let guilt stay in your past. Get in those things that are behind. The devil has helped a guilt trip on some of you over thing, wrong things you did 20 years ago. God says, I forgave that from you. That's been put under my blood. Forget about it. Don't let the devil let you carry that guilt trip no more. Let guilt stay in your past. If you was disappointed over something, let disappointment stay in your past. Let regret stay in your past. Let remorse and condemnation stay in your past. And most of all, let failure stay in your past. Come on. If you want to succeed in this year, stand up, shake the dust off. Yeah, I have failed over that. But God's going to give me the grace and the strength to carry on in the future. 
second part, um, let let me just not let me go on and give that second part. God will replenish and the desert and the dry places. Hallelujah. You've got desert and dry places in your life, spiritually, financially, physically. Remember the scripture that we read? God said, I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The beasts of the field shall honor me, the dragons and the owls, because I give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert give to give drink to my people, my chosen. God will replenish the desert and the dry places in your life. I've been there. I know what the desert places are. Come on. I've experienced dry places. Hallelujah. I'm talking about spiritually speaking now. Come on. But God says I'm ready to send a rain. Come on. God says I'm ready to send a rain. <clears throat> Once we resolve to leave the past behind, then God has promised to lead you out of the desert and dry places of your life. In fact, he said he would make rivers in your desert and bring waters in your wilderness. Do you want that? Claim it for yourself if you want that. God desires nothing more than to refresh his people and restore the things the enemy of your life has destroyed. And I feel in my spirit that this new year will be a year of refreshing and renewal of his church from our God. But there is something that has to precede these blessings, and that is true heart-altering repentance. Do you want to receive refreshing from the Lord in every aspect of your life? Then there's got to be true heart-altering repentance. One of the bad things there is in the kingdom of God is when you're getting too many people, too many saints on the pew come in week after week and they got an unrepented attitude about them. The Word of God is preached to them. The Spirit of God woos them, tries to touch them, but they remain unrepentant. If you want to receive a refreshment from God, there's got to be some repentance. Acts 3 and 19 tells us that. Repent, therefore, and be converted. Oh, Brother Sammy, that's talking about sinners. No, my friend, it's not. It's talking to the church. Peter had the keys of the kingdom. He had followed the Lord for three days. And Jesus looked at him one time and told him, he said, Peter, or Simon, he called him Simon, he said, the devil has desired to have you that he, has, that he can sift you as wheat. But I prayed for you that your faith fail not. Now here, someone already converted, a follower, a disciple you please, and he said, when you are converted, strengthen the brethren. Repentance is not just for the sinner out there that's never known God. Let's not be in this thing so long that we get too much pride that we can't come and repent. Repent, therefore, and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. What happens before refreshing, repenting, and getting converted? And he's going to send Jesus Christ who was preached to you before whom heaven must receive until the times of restoration of all things. What did I tell you in the very beginning of this message? God still had some things he needed to do through the church before the rapture comes. 
And before the church can do that, the church has got to have some refreshing. And until the church repents and gets converted, the refreshing don't come. That seems pretty simple to me, according to what the Word says. <laughs> the final scripture, and I'm, I'm going to close. The final scripture that I want to leave you with this morning. All those things that the enemy has attacked you with, destroyed you. There's going to be a time, and this is going to, it's in the end time, that God's going to send his people, his chosen, before he comes. And the reason why he's going to do that is so the chosen can go forth and do and finish the work God has ordained. We know the Bible talks about in the last days God said he would pour his spirit out on all flesh. Remember what Joel said? <coughs> your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. That's not the only thing Joel predicted. That's not the only thing. Joel chapter 2, verse 25. So I will restore to you the years. My, uh, uh, if you don't get excited about this, there ain't no excitement left in you. I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the crawling locust, the consuming locust. The chewing locusts. I'm reading from the New King James now. <laughs> My great army which I sent among you. God says I'm going to restore to you the years that all this stuff has taken place in your life. New King James calls them the chewing locusts. You're tired of the devil chewing on you. Chewing on your heft, chewing on your pocketbook. Come on. Chewing causing trouble in your family. Hallelujah. Get a hold of this refreshing that God's trying to send to his people in this last day. Some of you have been laughing at me because I've been concerned about spitting out my teeth, you know. That old chewing locust from the devil, God's fixing to knock his teeth out. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap. Stand together right now.